That was Nikola Jokic on Anthony Davis. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, the Lakers made uh, adjustments yeah. and moved Anthony Davis off of Nikola Jokic. So uh, if you didn't know this, they made adjustments in the game. I so like the Lakers adjustments again. plus 5.5 tonight because Carl Malone said no. I'm kidding. You guys I'm are kidding. Clowns. They did, but hey, <laughs> hey, would you be shocked though if the Lakers did win tonight? I wouldn't. No, of course I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I just think when like everybody and their mom, I think it's fine like when we all independently think something. But I do get a little scared when my independent thought becomes everybody's yeah. independent well, thought. Well, this is my only problem. <laughs> I love, I love our job. I would never, ever, 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 ever want another job. But sometimes I'm jealous of like the morning show in the midday show because they get the takes first yeah you know like we we were talking about the adjustments last night yep and by the time we get to tonight you know you've already seen everybody's talked about the adjustments so we've actually we're actually the first ones to talk about it then. well you're, you're looking at it the wrong r- way right you are though flip your head around and right think you positively. are right you are there you go. exactly the only problem is i have to rewatch the games in the morning the condensed versions of them but anyway i'm feeling pretty good about the under tonight trista I don't feel great about it. I think uh, if you like the under, that sort of correlates with what the Lakers want to do. If mm-hmm. you like the over, that sort of correlates with what – or if you like Denver, that sort of correlates with, with what they want to do. They want to pick up the pace on L.A. They want to make sure that they can get buckets out into transition. They want to get stops on, on the Lakers, turn them over, and just get, like, easy buckets. Mm. I'm a little concerned about uh, Denver's defense, too, allowing uh, the Lakers to score quite easily as well. So, to me, it's like – I'm just a little bit worried about the total. I understand why uh, you like the under, because I think theoretically it's a sound argument. I'm just a little scared of it. We may be at the point in this. Maybe we just don't overthink it and say, you know what? The Nuggets are just by far the best team in the NBA. I mean, we've spent this whole year, right, trying to figure it out. Well, the Nuggets are number one team in the West, and then there's these ebbs and flows late in the year, and Mike Malone's calling them soft, and they're playing horribly at the end of the season. Then you get to the playoffs, and they look like the team we thought they could be. If it wasn't the Denver Nuggets, and it didn't say Denver across their chest, and it was a team that has a history of playoff success... We would probably feel different. And by we, I don't necessarily mean us sitting here. We've looked at this in a million different ways. But, I mean, just in general, the the NBA public. Maybe you just look at this and go, yeah, the Lakers are a much better team. But the Nuggets are a championship-caliber team right now. So, no, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers won tonight. But I would actually be more surprised if they won than if Denver won. Really, Denver's Denver was the best team at the home at a home during the regular season. And my guess is, Mike Malone, shocking everybody, get ready. Mike Malone will make adjustments in this game too yeah yeah i agree yeah i mean do you think okay so if lake if the lakers go down 2-0 in the series do you think it's over i mean obviously you know they they're supposed to go down 2-0 in the series the nuggets are mm-hmm. supposed to protect home court but do you think they have to win tonight to have a shot in this series uh, i kind of think that they do i feel like that definitely makes the lakers have more momentum because what if they win both those games in la then they have a really good shot of you know trying to at least get their last game at home that they can win, then yeah. they essentially like don't really need to win in Denver ever again. Yeah, because I just I think Denver's going to steal one in L.A. I do. So I, that's why I think tonight's almost like a must-win for the Lakers. I mean, they played so good in the second half. They could have just given up. I thought that that's what was going to happen is if they went down double digits, if they were down 16, they just waved the white flag and then make the right adjustments for game two because you have aging players like LeBron and you, know, you have AD who can't really stay healthy for an entire series. But instead, they fought back. So I get why people like the Lakers tonight, but 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a 2-0 series. Then we'll see what we get in Los Angeles. And look, if they win both the games in L.A., it's a best of three. It's 2-2 going back to Denver. No matter what, the Lakers have to win a game in Denver. To yeah. be able to get one in the first trip versus the second trip yeah. is going to be a lot easier for them. But if they lose this game, you're down 0-2 and you go back to L.A., Yeah, it can't just be about Anthony Davis anymore. It now swings back to more LeBron James. You're going to need more than just getting you 10-12 rebounds and 22 points. right? That's That's good for a lot of players. That's not good enough for LeBron James even at this point. He'll have to be like vintage LeBron for them to win the series, for them to win the finals, obviously, and he's 37 years old. If he does it, it's going to be a great story. If he doesn't, I'm not going to crush him for it. I think like the adjustment for uh, Los Angeles tonight has to be take away all the other guys. Who's going to guard Jamal Murray? Because with Jokic, I kind of want Jokic to go out there and score 40, to be honest with you, if I'm the Lakers, because that means that he's just looking to score the basketball. What I don't want is Jokic to have 12 rebounds going into the second quarter, six of them on the offensive glass. You're getting, you know, second chance opportunities. He had six offensive rebounds in six minutes yeah, in the first craziness. quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Jamal Murray, that's what would worry me. Michael Porter Jr., that's what would worry me. Aaron Gordon. Yep. Like, if you take away those role players and you just make Jokic go out there and score 40 but hold them under nine assists, I think that's how you win the series. He's the best player. You're not going to be able to contain the guy. He's the best player in the world. But if you could contain Jamal Murray, hold him under 20 points, like, I think that's the key. Uh, because the role players, because Denver doesn't go deep. They only go eight deep. You know, they only play eight guys. Los Angeles is actually actually the deeper team. I think they have more adjustments, even though I guess you'd give the coaching advantage, I guess, to Denver. But I feel like Los Angeles has more uh, adjustments to make because they have a deeper roster. Like, they have guys like Malik Beasley that we haven't seen in weeks. And that's if they need, look, shooting. But still the most important thing is what they have to do against Jokic. But with all this talk about Rui, and it worked, right? Switching him on Jokic. That was like a, a small portion of the game. It's literally 10 Six, He's got to do it for the entire game now. Yeah. Good luck trying to get, get Jokic cooked. off the block. Especially, it's not going to work the entire especially game. Especially considering that when they did that, Jamal Murray had five fouls, so they didn't want to go pick and roll. Yeah. And they, they just didn't. And even Michael Malone, Malone said that, like, we weren't going to go pick and roll with Jamal when he has five fouls. So they're going to do that at the start of the game if Rui Hachimura is on Jokic to start the game. That's what they'll do. Exactly. Like The, the thing about the Nuggets is you looked at them in the regular season and they led the league in effective field goal percentage, 57.9. But you look at the playoffs and they haven't even really dipped. They're second still, 56.7%. Like They're still really good offensively, even in the half-court game, even here in the playoffs when teams actually defend. I just I don't see the Lakers being able to keep up scoring the basketball against them. And it's it, for all the talk about LeBron and AD, right? 66 po com points combined, 22 rebounds in game one. Let's not forget that besides Nikola Jokic, there's also Jamal Murray. There's also Michael Porter Jr. And really, there's also Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to light you up for 40, but he'll knock down a couple of threes. He can get you some buckets. The Nuggets have more weapons. They may not have the deepest bench, but they've got... They've got more weapons, and they're deeper in terms of their regular rotation guys that can go out there and cook you. Yeah. And L.A. can't stop that. So you, you probably are better off having Jokic go out there and score 40. Yeah. And then That's just make I mean. sure that no one else yeah. is touching the ball and try to contain them. But that might not even be enough because he can carry this team all by himself. I'm going to do something that I rarely do. Oh, I'm going to play first player to record a three-point field goal. Jokic. No, 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 no. I'm going to go with tonight, D'Angelo Russell, plus I think 550. He's gonna, I don't think he's going to start. Plus 550. Why? Because they're saying Rui might start over him. Oh, they have him in the starting lineup right now. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I maybe. just saw on Twitter like maybe 30 minutes ago that they were considering putting Rui in the starting li lineup over D'Angelo Russell. That was just what maybe I saw. Maybe hold off just Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's expected. We don't have... Okay, case. so it's not official. We don't have the lineups yet. Yeah. But I, expected is Schroeder, Russell, Reeves, James, and AD. Yep. Who, of course, is game time decision. 
Yeah, let me too. see what when they said the. Um, let me see when the tweet came out. All right, then I'll wait to hit send on that. Yeah. Just, just you know, like a little, like a uh, little, like twenty dollar bet. Just something to root for while we're here, and uh, for a quick little three. Yeah, because I like no baseball tonight. Also trying to talk myself into some hockey tonight. I kind of like the under in this game. Yeah. Scott, should I do it to myself? Lakers though? Nation. Darvin Ham reportedly considering starting Rui in Game Two against the Nuggets. So I would just, I would just wait on it. I'll wait on that yeah. one. Scott, under six, Florida, Carolina tonight. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, I, I like Florida for whatever it's worth. Even with the Hurricanes in, being five and one in, on the home ice in the postseason, in the series. What about what about tonight? I kind of like uh, Carolina. I, yeah, I kind of I want to parlay Carolina minus one forty five in the under six. I'm gonna. You're do it. you're good at this, Mr. Horvath. You're good at this. It's what you do, actually. Yes, it's exactly. actually how you get paid. I press the buttons. I love make you look attractive. I love BetMGM. It's, it's my favorite sports book, but for, for some reason, it says some of your selections cannot be combined. I'm just trying to parlay the side and the total here. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. I won't be. All right, Carolina for me, five and one on their home ice in the Stanley there Cup you playoffs. Go. Under six. So that was instead of D'Angelo Russell. Right? Yeah, no D'Angelo. Just you know making what? sure you're not no doing three, that. Only a dummy would bet that. Well, that's like that's like you know, a, a first touchdown prop. Or it's just yeah. it's a shot in the dark. Use If you want to use a free bet, one of the bonus bets, whatever everybody's calling it now, do that maybe. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having fun. I mean, uh, D'Angelo Russell's probably the dumb bet. That's Totally. Although he was, guys, I don't know if you know this. What? After the game. He stuck around and shot around for 45 so minutes. This is oh don't rule. We've, we've seen times throughout this playoffs where he's gone through where he's been very quiet, and then all of a sudden D'Angelo Russell pops off and has a great game. He has the ability to do it, and that might actually be the difference for the Lakers tonight. Is it? Look, you know it's going to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis, big focal point of the offense. The question is then, who is it after that? Rui's probably going to be tired because he's going to be dealing with Jokic's ass-backing into him the entire time and trying yeah. to defend him the whole time. So... D'Angelo Russell may be somebody that Denver's not going to pay attention to him because he was non-existent in game one, and this may be a chance. I wouldn't take a three-prop on him like that, but maybe you look at the potential for him to go out and get you, like, I don't know what his points and rebounds are or points and assists are right now, but that might be something to consider. A little bounce back for D-Russ. Yeah. I know his assists tonight are four and a half. That's not that big of a number. Uh, his points, rebounds, and assists. I think that might be the way to go just because, you know, he could get hot, obviously. Um 20 and a half only. And it's minus 120 for, to for, the under for D Ross. Points, for, rebounds, and assists. For all three? Yeah, 20 and a oh, half only. Oh, man. They, they must, because his point number, I think, was 12 and a half. They don't trust him. I think he's juiced to the under as well. They must think he's going to get benched because he was benched at the end of the last game. I uh, Yeah, but then he, was, uh, then he was out there shooting around after the game. And we, and we got video of it. Trent. Just like Giannis did. So think um, of it, uh, his last two games against Golden State 19 points, 15 points. Now his assists were low. He only had one of that 19 point game and then two rebounds, two, four. So, and then a four point game and then a 21 point game. So you're, you're getting kind of what you got a little bit with Anthony Davis. Yeah. And this may be one of those, like, it may not even be an early situation, but as the game goes on, he may get enough of a rhythm and bounce. He's Look, he's got the confidence, right? Like, D'Angelo Russell does not get phased if he has a bad game. He goes oh, out, no. He's like Rex Grossman. He throws yeah. an interception, forgets about it the very next drive. They, uh, I was listening to an interview with Larry Nance Jr., and he was talking about D'Angelo Russell when they were in Los Angeles, and... Um, he was like, the thing about D-Russ is, yeah, like, the fans are like, we never know what we're going to get from D-Russ. He never knows what he's going to get from D-Russ, though. Like, that's the yeah. frustrating right. thing because he's so streaky. When he's on, he's on. But he's always got the green light. 
I think I would prefer, even though it's a higher number, to go over on the points, rebounds, and assists, though, and just keep going back to Austin Reeves, 23-and-a-half points, rebounds, and assists. I continue to play the assists over three and a half, but the problem is now they're juicing it like minus 145. Yeah. It's not four and a half, it's three and a half now? It, well, they bumped it up to four and a half, yeah. and you have to pay juice. Remember, he yeah. went over in the first quarter, though. That was yeah. my favorite bet in the last game, and it, right. you know, he had four in the first quarter. So I'm going to stay away. Uh, from that one. But I don't hate the D-Russ look with the number being so low. And look, I, I would that, that's something I would sprinkle on, obviously. I wouldn't go sitting there and putting three units on it, but the, it's it's just it's an opportunity there where somebody that was so quiet in game one to go out and kind of flip the script in game two because he's just he's always incredibly confident. But yeah, Austin Reeves is the one that you have to watch, but that also can help, right? Yeah. There's a tension on Austin Reeves, and yeah. then here we go. Yeah, so... Uh, if I do it, I just know, though, that both of them... Whoever I pick will struggle... I just got to stay away. Do you guys think the Denver, if the Denver Nuggets win the title this year, like could they be the next dynasty in the NBA? Like, are they that good? I was thinking a really good team. I was thinking about that because, like, who's going to get better in the off season? Like, who's going to be on the move? Um, What I would just say is this: I think the one question mark I have when I'm evaluating Denver is Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. and how healthy he's going to be able to be and for how long because he's had so many ankles. Yeah, and obviously he's had back (laughs) problems. He has like a drop foot and his like shoe. He's got to have one shoe that's raised. You explained that to me before. What exactly is a drop foot? Isn't it like like, a flat foot? There's no arch? It's kind of like where one's like a little bit longer than the other. Oh, your leg is a little bit longer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you need like a brace for it. And that probably hurts your back. Yeah, it's so, like sitting on your wallet. They say never sit on your wallet because yeah. that can hurt your back. You need yeah. like custom custom orthotics kind of a thing. So, I mean, he needs a, a – you have difficulty lifting the front part of your foot. So it's like an ankle huh. thing. So it may cause you to drag your foot when you walk. So it's like a, like a foot drag. So it's like hard for him to jump. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Right. Like clunky. It has to do with like nerves, yeah. muscles, and the anatomy in your yeah. foot and leg. Yeah. The which other... obviously is connected to the back problems because of the, the nerves. The hip bone's connected to the thigh bone. Yeah, exactly. I was worried that. he like never would Looks play. Looks good. Yeah, me too. I mean, and the other thing though in the West is what are the Kings going to look like? I mean, they're really young. Are the Pelicans ever going to be able to stay healthy? Because on paper, that's probably the most talented roster in the Western Conference. I mean, Zion was an all-star starter that was averaging 26 points per game and looked like an MVP candidate. If he's ever actually Zion, and you get that version of Brandon this. Ingram, I don't think you ever would you trade if you're be. if you're the Pelicans? Would you trade Zion for the for the number three pick that's going to turn into Scoot? No, no. Just because like Zion's ceiling, like we see it every year when he's actually healthy. They were the number one seed in the West. Yep. And you've and, invested all that money in him. And him and, and Brandon Ingram together. Marketable, yeah. But that's the risk you have. And th- that's why having the number one overall pick that year was actually the worst thing for the Pelicans. Because you can't pass on Zion. But we all saw this coming. The problem is now John Moran yeah, has his own my, things my, going my on. My take was, my like thing he was had, John yeah. Moran is going to have the best career. And now all of a sudden he makes me look like an idiot. They both may be out of the league by the time they're 28 Maybe years it's old. it's R.J. Barrett. Kind of like when we were going over, like, who do you take, Derrick Rose or Michael Beasley? I remember that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Beasley was great at Kansas State. Stupid injuries. He won. He was. He had some. He had some nice years. Pat Riley did not want to draft him either. No. They wanted Derek.